0: Hello, you're listening to Confessions of the 20-something Father podcast. It's an independent fa- parenting podcast that doesn't necessarily how to teach you how to raise your kids. Probably some advice you shouldn't listen to, but it's pretty funny for the rest of you. You can vote for us on the British Podcasting Awards by going to britishpodcastawards.com forward slash vote. It's under the Listener's Choice Award. We know we're probably never going to win it, but we may as well try and get some votes in and you never know what could happen. We're recorded in front of a live audience of one baby and one dog. We hope you enjoy listening to the upcoming episode.
1: Hello and a very warm welcome to Questions of 27 Fathers episode number 11 Um, with me Kieran Hart. Uh, This is the first of a four-parter, first I've done more than a one-part episode so hope you enjoy this one. Um, The voting closes for the British Podcasting Awards on Wednesday the 15th of May at 5 o'clock, so you've got a little while to vote for me yet, tell all your friends, pass the pod and all that. Um, So, we're going to get straight into it, episode number 11, Um, this is part 1 called The Journey. Um, and we went on our little family holiday. Um, to give you a clue, it's the land of Susan Boyle, her husband Frankie Boyle, <laughs> um, Iron Brew, Square Sausage, Deep Fried Junk, including Pizza, and Stenthouse Muir. A bit of a story behind Stenthouse Muir, actually. They uh, they beat Airdrie, who let me down for... 150 quid on saturday so i absolutely hate them um yes so scotland um which is a uh, beautiful exceptional country it's also where a load of my family live because my mum is scottish so i'm technically half english half scottish um absolutely love scotland and i'll get into that in some later episodes um but we go up there every so often and it was an opportunity for um, connie to meet some of the f- scottish family that she obviously ha- they haven't met yet um and want to do it while she is still relatively newborn um she's about six seven months old and uh, nearly eight months old now but she, yeah so she's, she's six going on seven months old then so it's a good time to take her up um yeah seven hour bus to drive um if you don't stop and hit a single slow bit of traffic um so driver or slow bit of traffic so yeah you could do lesser drives with a baby i suppose um people are like are you bloody mental that's a long old drive oh it's a long old drive it is i don't mind driving i really don't mind driving um but it was a new experience the first longest drive i'd, I'd have ever been on with connie like we've been to bristol or something before with her. that was about as far as it went um i don't think we've yeah, been about an hour with a um two hours top so this was a this was a new experience of learning um how how do you go on a long journey of a baby um so she normally has so feeding times uh is the first one that you got to think about and she feeds um about every four hours so on a six seven hour drive if you had a, the by the time we headed up the um stops and stuff it, had, it worked out about eight hour eight nine hours so she shouldn't we're gonna we're gonna need to, to least stop twice um for bottles um because she'll need feed in those times and obviously we can change in those times but then like you can't you we didn't have any set time or plan to get there because you literally can't be because you're like well what if she she feels unhappy? um she needs a nappy change half we just have to stop at the next place and we could end up stopping three times in an hour and then not stopping again for a while um, so I think with a baby you've got to have no reservations you've got you can't you just got to allow yourself plenty of time to get there which is what we did and on the way up um in terms of let's get to the end of the journey before we started talking about the journey and um, in terms of it we didn't stop that much I think we stopped managed to stop twice the whole way up which is very good and that was the minimum amount of stops we knew we'd have to do um and she slept for most of the most away which is brilliant so that was a that was a good start so yeah um but we set out so setting out for Scotland. How do you do a long journey? Um, set out really early in the morning, um, is the best advice and get to you because you want to miss all the traffic and you want to get up there and have as much of the day as possible. You like you want to spend the night time travelling rather than the beautiful daytime, um, as it were. It's it beginning of march mid-march it's not exactly going to be uh beautiful is it as, if, as we got there it was over overcast and raining i think um but still you want to get up there and you want to have as much time of your holiday and you don't want to spend virtually all day traveling although you do uh, you you want to go overnight so we originally planned to leave about two three in the morning um which obviously then that's the other side of having a baby um you don't know <laughs> how it's going to affect the body clock because they are going to be up a lot earlier so is she just going to go to sleep is she going to want a bottle straight away um, luckily for us well, so we're going to leave it till 3 in the morning um, we ended up leaving at 5 because we didn't wake up for our alarms we woke up, ah, it's 5 in the morning Right, best leave now which actually worked out alright because we couldn't get there till 1 so if we'd left it to 3 we could have been waiting outside my auntie's for a little while because she didn't finish work till at least 1 and then obviously by the time she gets home it's like half 1, 2 o'clock um, so we did that, so uh, we ended up leaving about five in the morning um and you you say leave as well. We left our house at five in the morning, by the time we actually hit some sort of road it was like six because we got uh had to go up twenty minutes up the road to Sychester, which is on our way to the motorway um to the m five that takes you on to the m p six that you got to Scotland with, but we needed to get fuel because it was cheaper there i hadn 't been to tesco 's, and then we were hungry so we're like i oh, 'll go to McDonald's, which is next door. So we filled up a McDonald's breakfast, and that, and obviously I had to pause all out. So it was about six by the time we actually could hit the road. Um Cause I don't, I discount that part of the journey, because it's like 20 minutes, and then it's like an hour, in Siren says it's an hour between getting there, so we, we hit the road, um, and I, I just felt awful, I felt tired, um, I was like, I need to get as far as I can, and we got to the other side of Birmingham, which was really good, we had no traffic, it was starting to build up at about uh, half, seven in the morning there, so that was really good, got to got to the other side of Burma and got to Stafford at about eight o'clock and stopped at our first service station. Um which was which is further than we anticipated really as well than the, the first real stop. Um and we sort of we didn't have any sort of how long we were gonna spend there, it was just like when we've done everything we need to do and feel ready we'll get back in the car. Um, so, I ended up spending about an hour there. Um, I actually, instead of having coffee, I think I discovered <laughs> coffee sometimes makes you feel more tired than it because warm drinks and all that. So, I was like, oh, and I'd had a coffee already in the morning. I didn't fancy another one um, just yet. So I I'd, I'd had a I went to a, a coffee shop and got a peach diced tea type thing with ice in it. Was loads of ice in it, and that woke cold woke me up, and I felt so much better. I felt actually refreshed, and was really ready to hit the rest of the drive. And I actually woke me up for the rest of the day, and made me feel loads better. A coffee would have probably made me more tired. and We probably may have had to get had another stop through me feeling more tired. I spent about an hour there. One thing I've got to say at a service station trying to because we didn't want to take baby yogurts with the stuff because we had no way to refrigerate it. Um, in terms of making bottles as well, we didn't make any before we left because we didn't know how long it was before we were going to stop. And if see Connie's a very, very fussy baby because she doesn't like a cold bottle, <laughs> so if it was cold and got like be fair, even if it was cold when we got there, she or by the time she had it, she refused it, we'd have had to heat it up again or make a new one so we just decided we were going to make it as we went along um, and use hot and cold water so that's probably why this top was about an hour rather than maybe about half an hour, 40 minutes Um, but Connie enjoyed that bottle but she's also on solids now so we're trying to find baby food crisps are easy but we're trying to find a yogurt, healthy yoghurt for her breakfast and they've got Marks and Spencers in this um, service station could you find something that was suitable for a baby in it? no, absolutely useless like on the way back, we stopped at a service station. We found a Waitrose, and brilliant. Found loads of stuff for a baby in there. Marks and Spencers do not cater for babies. I think they generally cater for old people that are about to die. Like I've I've never really shot them, but Marks and like, that you'd think their food hall would actually cater to everyone. No, it caters to old people that are going to die again. Useless. Um, so that was annoying. But they sold alcohol. Won't sell stuff that's for baby, but they sell alcohol, which I I didn't think they were allowed to do at the roadside. That's that's pretty really good. In, in introducing drink driving It's a like someone that's on a road on a motorway and if you have a driver that's oh, fancy a beer oh beer drink driving straight away there but no no baby food like what is that all about so annoying um so we found us some watsits. um for those of you uh that listen in america and, and us of they're like cheetos um it's so just like cheese flavored puffs things yeah there you go um so she had that we didn't have any breakfast because we'd filled up on macky d's <laughs> beforehand we weren't really that hungry uh, we weren't hungry at all Again, we just wanted a drink and then that looks that will go through to lunchtime um so we got back in the car and trundled up the motorway da, 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 um and then headed off to scotland not knowing where we're going to stop next um and it was getting borderline so we knew we needed to stop about 12 o'clock again Um, and it's borderline getting to that time we went past somewhere called Lancaster Um, but but we didn't stop there Um, the next services were Kendall which should have stopped there Connie then after uh, about 10 minutes out, and it's only about it's about 20 minutes to this half an hour 20 minutes half an hour to this other service station which is what we really wanted to stop at because it's a really beautiful one it's an independent farm shop one Um, so rather than having fast food as there you get proper food there and it's just really picturesque uh that part of uh, the world it's in the lake district peak district which one is it i can't remember peak District, yeah peak i think lake districts further down in manchester so i think it's the peak district anyway whichever one it is it's beautiful loads of mountains loads of big hills um, and stuff like that so and, it, it was really, and it's got ducks there you can feed and stuff. So that's good for Connie and good for us. It's really nice to stretch your legs and it feels a lot more open and feel, it feels a lot a lot more fresh air than other service stations. And it is a lot nicer, a lot cleaner. Because um, other ones you find shits on toilet seats in the other ones, really. This one was just really nice. So I wanted to stop there. But Connie, just after Lancaster, just went. <laughs> God's. Sake when well, I should have stopped that other one. So, I'm trying to learn up and she drops a dummy. So, then Joe's got to try and find it and fumble around. She, yeah, has to take her seatbelt off. Don't tell anyone, I'll probably get in trouble for that. I couldn't stop her. Um, she has to get a seatbelt off and she managed to get a dummy, get it down, and then she sits back down. and Then, all of a sudden, I the car just feels like it's gone into a limp mode and it's, like, it's not even really revving it's just gone dead i'm like oh for god's sake what's happening we're miles away from home miles away from our destination in the middle of nowhere so i pull onto the hard shoulder. there's a junction coming up so i pull onto the hard shoulder on the on the junction a little bit um and I put park the car put the handbrake on and then take the handbrake off it's just it's still not going so luckily it was, on a quite, it was quite a bit of motor as well so i was able to do that um, and i had enough speed for me to do that I just yeah. limp my like, for god's sake what's going on what's going on i was there for about a couple of minutes and then just looked down at my handbrake to um, looked down at my gear stick and i had an automatic car at the time looked down oh, it's gone into neutral joe's ass as she'd come back down had knocked the car it, and it just has to go up it's quite a thing it has to do to neutral because it has to go out in then up um she'd managed to like knock it all three ways um and put it into neutral so yeah I should have just looked at that on the motorway and have been fine that could have been quite dangerous um (laughs) Joe went very quiet I was not happy after that as you can imagine um but Connie was happy, um, and then so we trundled back on up to. Um, but luckily, at the last station, we'd actually made her other bottle up. Um, and We had a thing to keep it warm because we were like, just in case we didn't, weren't going to stop again. I was obviously going to stop, but we made up, a, made up another bottle on the way. Um, that time, for some reason, Joe decided that's what we're going to do. So she luckily had that in half an hour between as well, which made her a lot happier um uh, It took actually a little bit longer than half an hour it took nearly forty minutes because obviously I had to um work out what was wrong with the car and it just being in neutral was <laughs> was the issue uh, so we trundled on up um to to temby um and there's a lovely little service station there. as I say it's like a farm shop really picturesque um and that's we had lunch there um connie had some food that i can't know i don't know if she had the bottle in the car or whether she had oh no i don't know whether she drank a bottle in the morning actually and then she had the bit of that and then she had the other bottle in this other one i don't know but we had another one and then after that we were like pretty near scotland maybe we could try and go the whole way and apart from having to stop for fuel we did um and i was I, to be honest with you i was really worried about Traveling with a baby because I thought, Christ, we're going to stop loads, and I hate stopping because it's just like everyone that you've driven (laughs) that you've overtaken overtakes you again. Not a huge fan of it. Um, apart from literally a coffee, pee, and a go, I like being quite quick my stops. I'd rather go little and often, or just a couple of times. Um, and it obviously depends on traffic. And we had a really clear run up, um, so it did only take about seven eight hours uh, to get on the way up. Um, Seven and a half hours. it It wasn't bad at all. Um, Tips for travelling with a baby, in my eyes, would be you've sort of just got to go with them. But yeah, it would be to not to rush yourself, to leave yourself plenty of times, not to set yourself a time to get there. So if if you're going somewhere that you've got stuff planned for, maybe go up the day before where there isn't as much of a rush. You haven't got anything planned for that day that you're travelling up. Um, anywhere, so that's that's all I can advise. So like airports are a difficult one, but maybe travel up to an airport a day before because if it is quite away from your home, because you don't want to be rushing and miss your flight, and then your baby needs to, your baby needs to bum change. You have got to leave your baby in a, a crappy nappy for a while, and that's not fair on anyone. And I'm not sure you wouldn't do it intentionally, but you obviously got to make a decision: flight or what? Or can you, we can change the nappy when we get there? And sometimes you still miss it or whatever. Um, and you, you got accidents as well, like especially of an airport you can't um if there's an accident or or, or slow travel or loads of traffic or a traffic jam you can't sort of compensate for that so that's why the other reason i'd say go up the next um morning so <laughs> yeah so and and also it's just sort of if you uh, when you do travel out that way just listen to your baby so if you if you If she needs to stop, or he or she needs to stop, um, and you've gone past their station, obviously stop at the next one. Don't try and drive on further. You can make another one, you can make another one. If they stop crying, obviously there's a reason why they're crying. It could be they need change, they need feeding. If you haven't got the stuff to feed them, uh, immediately available to you or a safe passenger um, that's in a safe distance obviously do it obviously just make sure you stop at the, at the next service station it's really listening to baby so they've got so it makes it a good experience for them um, and happy for you obviously we're quite lucky where connie is very very good in in the car um so we we got quite lucky and i actually did sleep majority of the way but obviously if your baby's not so good in the car you've got to do it differently but that's just my little bits of advice obviously you don't luck out every time um and the way back was uh the way back took about nine hours on the way back because we got stuck in some traffic and stuff like that i i think we stopped about four times on the way back um because connie just cried she needed uh either to get out bum change or whatever and then i felt quite tired wanted another coffee but yeah we stopped about four times on the way back as well though my the proudest moment of my life <laughs> aside from um connie um i won on one of the grabby claw machines and it was a little kitten thing for connie i won on it and it was only like i only had like two goes on it and i won i was so happy it's not the toy that i even wanted to win i wanted to win a little puggy thing on it but i won on it so i was so so happy so that on the way back was was magical but yeah on the the way back was like a nightmare journey because we we didn't leave early in the morning we left about midday um drove back and then we so we stopped at an hour's stop just before we left Scotland. It was about the same proximity as um well actually I went to visit my auntie's auntie's grave beforehand. That just that took a little bit of while out of time, but that actually didn't take that long and take that much off our journey. Um so we had a little stop there. Um but that's something we needed to do, but it was the only time we could really do it was we were driving past where it is on the way back. So we did that and it took Connie to see her auntie um laid some flowers down. And then carried on down and stopped at a place called Gretna. Now, Gretna is obviously famous for people getting married. It's also famous as being the last service station stop in Scotland. So we sat there, had a KFC, um, had about an hour stop there, fed Connie, um, which is where the Waitrose was, got back in the car, and then we had to stop again, um, which was... Uh, so Joe had left the jacket in the service at Tenby, so we had to stop there again on the opposite side where they delivered the jacket across to the opposite side um, and we had to but then that ended up rather than just being a quick stop I needed a wee uh, stopped for a little bit longer had a quick coffee and then, then went on further um, and then we stopped, uh, then trundled on back down, got stuck in traffic. There's loads, loads more traffic because we left later, so we're hitting like Manchester at like five o'clock. And then I was just like, and then there was some. Absolute dickheads on the road um and i ended up getting into an impromptu sort of tuft with someone and then i just exited the motorway and like i need a coffee because um, it was annoying me i was getting stressed out with driving and connie needed a bottle anyway so i get pissed off um so i went in had a coffee sat down fed connie one on the claw machine which is like the happiest moment ever and all that it was all these ladies women and people that got off this coach and they were going Oh, you never win on them. Oh, you never win on them, dear. Oh, people never bloody win on them. They're a big con, big con. I won it. And I was just like, yeah, shut up. <laughs> no, were just like, oh and then they all started having a go on it afterwards and none of them could win it because obviously i think it lets out so many winners a day but yeah <laughs> they all started having a go on it after after telling me it was a big con i was like yeah all right loves uh, hypocritical aren't you um so we did that and then on the way back we ran out of fuel and it was like so close i was like debating on how you do it and where we go and we're literally not far but i was like could i make it to Sirencester? there's another service station i know there um in the end post was just bloody at that time of day Um, but yeah we made it Um, but then I had to get off the motorway and go and I was like Joe right find me a Tesco to a petrol station so we got off uh, near Cheltenham, which isn't far from home at all. Um, got off near Cheltenham. She found me a Tesco. She's like, yeah, it's got a fuel station. Definitely, definitely got that. No fucking fuel station. <laughs> it was one of the ones without one. She was like, because I like to use my club card. So you get points for them. Um, and you get vouchers and money back for them. But yeah, <laughs> so there was no, there's no thing. Luckily, there's an ESO down the road, which does club card points. Um, but doesn't do it as well. It does £3 for every you spend or whatever uh three points for every three pound a point for every three pounds you spend where tesco's fuel does it two points for every a point for every two pounds you spend And then the food shop is one pound one point for one pound that you spend because uh, obviously you spend quite a lot on fuel um so we filled that up <laughs> it was just like no and then we like we, our plan was to stop at the tesco's and get some tea we didn't do that um we didn't do that in the end we we're like oh, fuck's sake uh, and we were just like can we bother to cook and got a got a fat curry on the way back and that was that but we got back at like nine o'clock at night so it took us like a bare nine hours but it was just one of those journeys that you just wish you could forget and I think when you have a such good journey on the way up you're like oh yes it's easy we'll do it on the way I will leave a little bit later it's fine because that literally like those different times of days and it just debates how your journey is and I will always but it's like at the end of a holiday you don't really want to go back at five six in the morning and really get up early because it sort of ruins that last bit little bit of holiday so and getting up early so you're like I oh, we'll be a bit more leisurely we'll get up at like seven eight in the morning and we'll leave by 10 and then that doesn't happen so but it's it's debating that but i i wouldn't yeah i i, I don't mind the longer journey on the way back because i wasn't looking forward to going home um anyway regardless so yeah so that was that so um that's pretty much all i've got to talk about of our journey to scotland and back um as sort of the introduction to these four parts Um the next part i'm going to talk about what we did while we were there um and, and stuff and the family we saw and maybe some more journeys because we did go on quite a few journeys across scotland i think i drove about a thousand miles in the end um if i i've also got a youtube channel um confessions of a 27th father um obviously about this just the same about the podcast go and subscribe to that cuz there is a video on there sh- hopefully right now um i'm in the, in the midst of editing while i'm doing these podcasts today um it'll be on there right now um hopefully um, and that's just it's called um get healed it's my first video and it's just about um me getting into a bit of fitness and i'll just be doing various videos um there as well as a podcast it's a bit of extra content for you uh, thank you very much for listening Um don't forget to like share subscribe and review um oh also i have i've forgotten i need to announce my competition winner um i've got the names in in a bowl here so i will um i do do a random name generator on my phone so here we go. Da, 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 the winner of the competition. Thank you to everyone that entered. It on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. So your chances of winning are quite slim. I will do another one soon because I had such good response to it. I'm happy Easter to each and everyone. Um And the winner is... Nicola McEwen! <laughs> hey! Well done! Um, you've won the Easter bundle. So I'll get in contact with you to get that sorted for you. Um, yep, so thank you very much for listening um, congratulations to Dickie McEwen, and I'll see you for the next episode for uh, Scotland Part 2 thank you very much goodbye
0: thank you for listening to Confessions of a 20-something Father podcast we're independently run but don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Confessions of a 20-something Father podcast Instagram under the same name and find us on Facebook and like our page if you really do like us you can also vote for us at the British Podcasting Awards please go to British Podcasting Awards forward slash vote and we're under the Listener's Choice Awards. Each of us is very much appreciated because we never know what could happen, but we're never probably going to beat Peter Crouch. Hashtag, it's not pizza.